All right, so how's everybody doing today? Doing good, great, good, glad to hear that. All right, well, welcome to our our midweek word or midweek service, and uh, we're going to spend some time again talking about uh, liberty, uh, loose from bondage. All right, so uh, we've been talking about just what uh, liberty means and and what bondage means. And so today we're gonna to spend some time, okay, obviously we're gonna talk about liberty, but we're gonna talk about, you know, because the reality is as we've, we've been talking about in discipleship is getting free so we can help others to be free. You know, not, you know, not getting free Jeanette and then take off running. <laughs> you figure like, you know, you escape. <laughs> And then you out of there. <laughs> like, you're not going to assist nobody else in getting free. you just like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm going. You just forget that there's other people captive, right? So, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was picturing that. That's what I'm like. <laughs> just, you know, you ever see the movies where a person gets out, they go, and like, you know, they told the people if they got out, they come back. <laughs> they forgot all about the folk. Um, but uh, uh, so, so. The reality is we have a lot of uh a lot of folk are behind enemy lines. You know, there's there's a lot of believers bound behind enemy lines. Um let's go here, Luke uh four. Let's go to Luke four. And you know, Jesus showed up for a lot. But he definitely came to set us free. He showed up for a lot. And, and you know, like, as we've been going through this, and not just going through this, as I've been going through life, but as, as we focus in on liberty, you, you realize the layers of bondage you have. But if, you, if you're honest now, you, you got to focus on you, right? But don't you see the layers other people have? Okay, now, pay attention now. You see the bondage you have, right? You see the bondage other people have. Do you see the bondage that you're in because of other people? Oh, no, no, let me change that. Do you see the bondage that you're in that you've allowed because of other people? So let's say you're free and your child gets bound. Do you see how you get bound, bound too? Or your spouse get bound? And you walking around in the bondage too. You know, they done, they done ran into the trap and you you like Adam. <laughs> you know, you're all in there trapped up too. Then you you're in bitterness and resentment when you had a choice. You could have like, you know, do something like the hook or, or something to pull them out. You know, you jump right up in the bondage too. And then you notice how once you get in the bondage, all of a sudden the intelligent you no longer has intelligence. All of a sudden, everything's a mess. What? What? What I do? You ever get into the bad relationship? You be like, what? Oh, they not good for me. But they was cool, right? And you ever watch how you got into a relationship? And some people are, are have gotten into relationships. It's in shaped their shaped their entire lives. It's still playing off the relationship, playing off the relationship, playing off of the family, and still almost, uh, what, what is, what is uh, some of those movies where 
I, I, I didn't watch it, but I, I know Tyler Perry got something out. It's, it's like a cult. I can't think of the, the name of it. You know what it is? You know what the name of it is? I, I just seen them like in purple hoods or something. All right, so ruthless. Because that's a cult, right? Right. So, but, but you notice the people that's in, somebody try to get them out, they're fighting against the people that's trying to get them out. Right? And then it affects the entire family. Then even when they get out, they're still carrying around. They're playing off of that, that situation, right? I don't, I'm saying this so people are caught behind enemy lines. So Luke 4, um, we're going to go back and forth here between 18 and uh, 19. But uh, we'll just read 18 and 19, even though I think I got them separate for you guys that's watching online. But it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now that's, that's them that are without or them that are in lack. And we're not just talking about finances. You know, if you're without peace, if, if you're without um, your mind, uh, if you're without purpose, right? If you're, you're without faith, if you're without the confidence or, or uh, in yourself, you know, uh, without the strength to resist lust of the world, right? That's, that's them that are without, right? Then it says, he has sent me. Now, look, look. Now, after this semicolon, he says, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted because people get bound up once their heart gets broken because they spend their whole time trying to, to mend their heart by, by maybe forcing the other person to change. You know, like, you know how you, somebody breaks your heart and instead of you cutting your losses, you keep running back to the situation because if it works out, then they really didn't break my heart and I didn't really make a mistake. Then everybody that told me that this was not a good situation for me, then they, they, weren't, they weren't correct. So you're bound at levels to this, right? As opposed to just, hey, they broke my heart. I saw this wrong. I need to move on. Right? You, you got that? Okay, I see, see my brother back there in the back, Chris, he got it, <laughs> right? He got it, you know, big Kool-Aid smile, right? All right, so it says to preach deliverance. Now, look, now there's levels to this. The broken heart says to preach deliverance to what? The captives, right? And the recovering of sight to the blind. All these people are bound, Right? It says, to, now look, and then it says to set at liberty them that are bruised. So all these, is to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, that's the year of Jubilee, right? And so Christ showed up to set us free, right? So this liberty is, 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 is this Jubilee is supernatural liberty. It's free from all bondages, Right? So the spirit of the Lord, Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach, to tell it, the gospel to the poor, them that are without liberty, them that are without enlightenment, them that are without focus, right? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, the lovesick, depressed, distracted by the trauma and pain, right? To preach deliverance to the captives, 
those that are bound by strongholds in their mind, right? The recovering of sight to the blind, to see what's missing. Remember we were talking about that in, the, in consideration of the whole, right? To set at liberty them that are bruised, restricted by the effects of pain. Restricted by the effects of pain. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's the year of jubilee, supernatural liberty. That's when you're free from all bondages. See, when liberty, when, when, when jubilee came, which was for, uh, the 50th year, which is uh, seven times seven, you know, every seven years people would be free from uh, things they were bound to, you know, especially if they uh, couldn't pay, they was enslaved, you know, all that debt, they were free. Seven times seven is 49 years. In the 50s, it was Jubilee. Everybody was set free from anything they were bound to, right? And so, so Christ came to free us from all bondages, all bondages. So you can't just be, you know, I don't smoke and drink no more. Well, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> whoop-de-doo. Some of us haven't licked that yet, right? Right, but we can't just be free from these little things. And hopefully we're free from those, right? It's all bondages. Some of us are free for those things, but we still are bound by having to control everything, right? We're still bound by our fears. We're still bound by our mind being all over the place. We don't have, we can't control nothing. We're still bound by lust, right? We're still plagued by lust. We're still bound by lazy, some of us are used to not doing anything in excellence. We, we do excellence for a week and think we hung the, moon, hung the moon. When people have to live in excellence, people have to be on time all the time. Do you understand when you're not on time, you miss stuff? And, but you don't know what you miss? And do, do you know, like, so, so, so you know, I was teaching class, and, uh, you know, somebody, this particular person would show up, you know, you know, another state. And great person, right? Great, great person. But they would show up. And when they would show up, they wanted to be uh, brought up to speed. Well, while they were being brought up to speed, they were taking the time away of people that could have got additional information. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so again... But they didn't realize they were bound by, this is kind of what I do. So God wants us free from that too. Do you understand that? Free from eating habits. Free from judging folk. Right? And what I mean by judging folk, I'm not talking about what the world calls judging. I'm talking about sometimes we, we arrive at levels and we look at, man, when they get here. They just need to get themselves together, not realizing we were at that stage at one time. So all these little different things. You know, some, some people can't lift their hands up and worship. On the inside, they want to worship, but they can't do it. They're bound on the inside. Every time they go to speak, they're a nervous wreck. Do you know when you're a nervous wreck, you're thinking about yourself. That's a bondage too. I'm not talking about the natural anxiety that everybody has. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people are arrested. And that's not me putting them down. That's me saying if you recognize that, you'll offer it to God. See, that's the other thing. We want the men and women of God not to discuss it 
because, you know, well, you know, that, you know, you got to understand. No, 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 no. People, you're just soothing people at places that's binding them. When they leave you, they're depressed at home. But you told them it was okay to stay there. So you can be the person, I understand, I understand. You don't understand because you're not living with them. That, that little soothing they got in that moment is not helping them in getting sleep at night. Freedom is what's going to help people sleep at night. See, so it's not it's too hard. No, listen, sometimes people got to get snatched out. You're like, like you can't, do you know certain, certain situations? Like if your kid was in a situation and they, they, something was clamping them up, right? And, and the doors was about to close. They was about to get crushed. You're going to be like, come on, baby. Come on, we can get out. What's going to happen? Something in you is going to be, I got to snatch them out before they get crushed, right? Every situation is not a, oh, it's okay. It ain't okay. I told you about the quicksand. It's not okay. Person's about to sink. You can't be, well, you know, listen, they got in the quicksand honestly. I'm sure they did. Can we get them out? That's what we've been talking about, getting people out. They tired. And keeping it real, if they could be honest with you, they tired of you soothing them. They, they, they want help so it could be gone. Not so they can be told it's okay to stay. You ain't in a situation. And you telling them it's okay to stay. Okay, if it's okay, then get in it with them then. And stay in it until they get out. If it's okay. Jump in the same situation. Matter of fact, get the, let them break it down what their situation is. You get in their situation and don't get out until they get out. Okay? That's what we're going to do now since it's, it's okay. Since you understand, right, jump in. If you ain't jumping in, then help them to get where you are. You see now that's different, right? And, and guess what? You didn't get there as comfortable as you talking to them. Somebody, somebody challenged you. God put you in some situations that was painful. Guess what? You were humiliated. Remember that? You forget about the humili hum humiliation? They might have to go through humiliation too. That's the thing about even sometimes parents. We say we don't want our kids to go through what we went through. We who we are because of what we went through. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of God, and he will exalt you in due time. So we go through, so we go through humiliation to get to elevation. But we're trying to relieve them from the humiliation. How does that help? Somebody had to tell us the truth and love. Okay, Gerard, you're, you're, you're a leader at your job, right? So, but you have people over you, right? And you guys got, I don't know if it's quotas. What the, I mean, you have... But, but is it, do, I mean, do you got to like meet quotas or like job performance? Yeah, that's sprints. You call it sprints. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't meet your sprints, can you lose your job? Like, like if you just go uh, month after month after month with your team, now you're telling your team, hey, man, I understand. Hey, I understand. I understand. You're going to understand on the unemployment line. So what happens is there's times when you probably did that. But you got heat, right? When you get the heat, what do you do? 
you passing it down, ain't you? Why? Why? <laughs> exactly. You, you understand? But are you trying to be cruel? A demand is placed on you, so you're placing a demand on them. Right? Because if you don't, we all gone. Right? That's probably some of your speeches. Listen, we all about to be gone. Does that make sense? We all go. It's no different in the body. God places a demand on us to place a demand on other people. Do you understand as a pastor? Like, okay, before I became a pastor, you got to do this stuff at home, right? I, if you remember this, we was in Gahanna, Ohio. This is our first house. I'm going to say it this way because this is how I felt at the time. Those jokers was really getting me, right? And I, and, I, and I got to a point where I was like, man, I, 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 do whatever. This is what I was thinking. God shows up and go, I'm going to tell you right now, you're responsible for this house. If anything happens to them, I'm holding you liable. I told them, I said, listen, y'all can get mad, do, but I don't have a choice. I answer to God. I said this way, but this is the 90s. We moved into that house in 90-something. Something, four, 1994. Way back in the 90s, I was saying that. Do you think now that I've taken the reins as a, as, a, as a senior pastor, it's different? Oh, it's at a whole nother level now. I got an answer to God. Listen, we, we, we was walking down the aisle. The, the person probably watching, remember the wedding, walking down the aisle uh, for rehearsal. They played what was going to be their walking down the aisle song. I said, no, we can't. We, we, we can't do that. Now, now, everybody in the moment, right? Everybody, <laughs> woo, everybody having fun. I was like, whoa, no, no, no. We can't play that in the sanctuary. We don't play those songs. Not because I'm Pastor Keith, and according to Pastor Keith, this does not happen. No, no, no. God has said this is, oh, then we, we went over this, we was going over this morning, the tabernacle and stuff. We've been going over all, look at all the stuff they did. See, we keep looking past this stuff. Look at the intricacies. Hey, look, to, was it today we talked about what they had to offer to even come to the tabernacle? That's how serious it was. You think God's house is less of value? We could just do anything in God's house? We could throw a party? We can have movie night, play any kind of movie. We can have movie night, but we ain't playing anything up in here. I'm going to tell you that right now. It will not happen. Because well, it's God's house. We play that music 24-7 to keep an atmosphere of worship. Why would we do that and then we're just going to play anything? Yeah, you, you feel me so far? Do you think it's different for our house and our families and the people around us? Okay, where was I? What in the world's happening here today? All right, all right. So, so the goal is for no one to be left behind. Uh, what what has the Lord told me? What's the what thing I I used to say? Never let another man fail. Never, never let another man fall, or never let another man fail. However you want to look at it, but and and how I operated. I remember I was a I was an armor bearer. The, the head armor bearer, you know, he was a, he's a fireman. And, but, but I just was talking to uh, a pastor about this. 
like I, I literally, I say this a lot, but I have a cerebral mind. Like I, I see things put together. We, we working on the website. Like when we talk, like I see, I just see stuff. Like even now, like I see stuff. I looked at my phone. I was like, yeah, we can just put this over here. But this, I just not because I'm better than nobody. Thank God I got James because he understands this type of language, right? I just see stuff together. Been this way my whole life. So even as an armor bearer, I'm new, but I'm like, shouldn't we be doing? Shouldn't we be doing? So, but I knew enough to know I'm not the leader. So I would whisper to him, hey, do, uh, you think we could do such and such? Now, we would do it. He'd get the kudos. I don't care. I'm not going to. And sometimes he would like, at times, if you're watching this, come at me wrong, right? I don't care how he came at me. I'm not going to watch you fall. So what? So he falls and I get his position? No, we're not doing that. I, 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 was, uh, I worked in upstate New York. I was, I was assistant coach to a basketball team. I'm going to tell you right now, that guy did not know what he was doing. But I wasn't going to be like, man, we need to run this. Know what I did? I whispered in his ear. We won a championship. He got the kudos. I don't care. I'm not going to be submitted under somebody and watch them fall. I'm going to help. I've been that way my whole life. Never watch another person fall. Don't sit and talk about them. Help them to do what they're doing. I don't understand why we're not doing this. Probably because you ain't helping. Right? Because you're bound to, I got to be the man or the woman. All right, you got me? All right, so I don't know where that came from. Maybe somebody needed to hear that. But that, that's been my philosophy. So we leave nobody behind. Like, y'all, you may not know this because I, I don't have to promote everything I do, but I talk to people that used to go here. I call people that ain't doing what they're supposed to do in the kingdom. Constantly, all the time. I don't want nobody to fall. I'm looking for windows. I ask my wife. I'm looking for windows. Man, there's a whole lot of folk I talk to. I don't want people to fall. I don't go, mm-hmm, you ain't living right. Good. You deserve what you get. If somebody is really defiant, go ahead with your bad self. But I'm still available. There's people that have called and needed help, and they dogged me out. Ask my wife. I helped them. No man left behind. No, no, you made your decision. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. You know what you're doing? Go ahead. This is how we operate. You know what you're doing? Go ahead with your bad self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to see how that works. We're going to see who wins. We all lose if that person is supposed to be a part of the team. Right? Do you get that? No person left behind in bondage. See, this is, this is, this is, it's always a pet peeve, and I say it a thousand different ways because I want us to get the revelation. The Lord wants us to get revelation. We're so called not judging them. You know how we say, well, who, I don't want to judge nobody. I don't want but we're leaving them there. That's the most, cra- the, I never understood that. See, I, I don't want to judge them. So you're going to leave them there. That's it. Now, the, your only criteria is 
you don't look like you're judging them. That's about you. That's selfish. Right? You're going to leave them bound with only our endorsement of their pain and disparity as a consolation for true freedom. So the consolation of true freedom they get, you didn't judge them. You endorse their pain and disparity. That's the only thing they get. They don't get to be free. You freedom. That's not fair. How about this? Deal with their resistance and them thinking you're judging them. Long as they get free. Trust me, on the other side of the freedom, they'll, they'll thank you. You know what? I was tripping. I get a lot of those. I was just tripping. I'm not going to leave nobody bound. They just don't have to. You just don't like me long as you're free. Some of us is like me. You figure your freedom out on your own. Long as I'm liked. Right? See, this is a question. You know, are we living out the freedom we've been afforded through Christ? Or are we still captive and don't know it? Are we living out the freedom we've been afforded through Christ? Or are we still captive and don't know it? See, see, sometimes we're asking a question from a position of bondage. So we're asking, why is this happening to me? But we're still bound. So we're, we're, we're practicing religious rituals in, in bondage in a prison. Remember that? I'm not going to go through the whole story, but the caged birds. Remember I gave you the caged bird scenario? You know, birds wouldn't leave even though the cage was open, right? So, so remember, we talked about this uh, when we talked, we talked on special ops, um, that we've been sent on, on a, sent by God on a special ops mission to rescue prisoners of war, prisoners that's bound. And we talked about how it's a covert operation. It's so covert, covert not even the prisoners can know, right? You know, um, because their mental bondage tempts them to uh, see, or, uh, see the reality of freedom through lenses of unbelief. Some go as far as to fight against freedom. So, so if they really know you're trying to set them free, you, you know, just like if somebody know you're taking them to church, they find something to do that day. You know, they come visit you, and then they realize you're going to wear it tomorrow morning? Hmm, all of a sudden, they don't ever get up early, but they get up early Sunday morning to go home. You ever see how that works? Don't get mad. See, I heard you out there. Heard you out there. But see, I, I'm not trying to be like today because this is, this is crazy. Like, like, you see the person free, but you run from what's going on in their life that's causing them to be free. Then you, because of your bondage, you try to draw them in. It's just like getting locked up and then calling a person to, to pay your, your bond. Which you know, when somebody pays your bond, you're not free. You know that, right? Anybody know that? But, but you know the culture of being locked up, people just want people to pay their bond. So what they did was, they, they, now they tied you into their situation. Because when you pay the bond, 
if they if they go somewhere and they're not available for trial, they coming to get you. And paying the bond means they just released from prison for the moment. It doesn't mean they're totally free. I had kids that was locked up as juveniles, and then they got older, and they, they got to a point where they was going to transfer them to the adult prison. But they could get, once you go into the adult system from the youth system, you could be called bound, bonded over. So that means somebody pays the bond, you get out for a moment before they decide to transfer you. They would pay that and think they were free. You're not free. You, you still got a pending trial. You still got the pending charges. You're not totally free. This is what we're doing now. Like we're, we're settling for temporary freedom. Do you know that's what, that's what um, uh, debt consolidation is? <laughs> you know, that, that, that's what that is. That's, hey, I'm going to give you some debt to consolidate your debt and make you feel like you're relieved from your debt. Only I've just built up your, some more of your debt. Same thing they do when they, they uh, what, what they do with your car, when they, um, no, not repo, uh, when they take the, the, the old debt and put it into the, the new car. No, it's not a refinance. You buy a new car, roll over. So you buy a new car, you owe on the other car, they take what you owe, roll that into the new car. Give you a new car, you driving, <laughs> got a new car, but you still carrying the old debt. So you pay more for the car than it's worth. You got to drive it longer than it's worth, longer than it's going to last. Then now you need another car. But you still got what you owed on the last car and this car. Now they'll say, no problem. Get a brand new car and we can extend your payment. So they roll that debt into it. So now you're driving around three cars in one. Thinking you free, but you're even further bound. And it's like, like they, they got you, <laughs> right? Do, 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 we, we good? I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to help. I'm, try, I'm really trying to help, right? <laughs> uh, see, see, and sometimes somebody tries to tell us that we fight against it. Well, you don't understand. I do understand, eventually, Trina, we got to trust God somewhere. Somewhere in this walk, we got to try to apply faith. We can't keep hustling out of everything because we're not hustling out of anything. We're hustling into more stuff. We can't keep doing it. Now, you know, eventually, we got to do something that might not be lined up with purpose. It might not be the best situation. It may be uncomfortable, might not be the best job, might not be the best place, but it's, the, it's what you need to get you out, right? Hey, eventually we might not be able to go anywhere. Or like we did probably three, four years, it might be longer than that, I'm just trying to be nice. We couldn't go anywhere and we got the heat. You ain't showing up for this. You ain't showing up for that. You ain't showing up. We sure ain't because we bound by debt. I tell you, behind the scenes, I'm like, babe, we're not going into ministry in debt. I start paying off cars. I start paying off all types of stuff. Oh, we, oh, we ain't getting no more. If we don't have the money, we ain't getting nothing. We ain't going nowhere. 
Unless we, hey, hey, we did a lot of those. Uh, what do you do when you, uh, an hour and a half, two hours, uh, you get a vacation for, uh, we, did, we did all types of those. Like, you know, we were sitting, and I, I'm not getting nothing. I know I'm not getting nothing. I'll be sitting there like, listen, listen, man. So you have to be here all day with us? We ain't getting nothing. We just needed the, the, the three days vacation. So give us whatever certificate we're supposed to get. We'd be out of here. Like, you don't have to waste time. We're not buying nothing. Like, I wouldn't even spend time playing with them. At first, I used to play around, you know, wait around for a while. No. And now I know I, I, I can give you a thousand scriptures yet, but I'm trying to, these little things are binding us. Duty or do what's best. All things are lawful but not expedient. Do what's best. It's, it's not going to be comfortable. But you can't do everything that's at your convenience when you put yourself in an inconvenient situation. You will have to inconveniently get out of it. What? Did you see that? Okay, all right, good. So, I so, so, so what the adversary does, he tries to blind the minds of men. 2 Corinthians 3.14 and, of course, uh, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. I'm not going to get into that because I spent all that time on that little breakdown, right? Um, let's look here at 2 Timothy. Let's go here to 2 Timothy. Again, we're talking about liberty loose from bondage, and we got to get free to help people free. But sometimes we're passing on bondage, all right? Un- unintentionally passing on bondage. So we're bound, and we try to justify our bondage and assist other people in getting into bondage. So we're, our inheritance that we're passing on is just more bondage, right? And so, so, so we got, we're going to have to process through some things. So 2 Timothy 2, verse 10. It says this. It says, therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So, 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 so Paul says, I'm enduring some things for some other people that's chosen, right? So they may be free. So I may take hits from the opposition and the captives. So, so, so when you're going to help people, you're going to take hits from the opposition and the captives. Guess what? You're going to take hits from the family and the person you're trying to help within the family. So you ever try to help somebody in the family? Why are they talking to you one-on-one? They're like, oh, man, David, you really, wow, I got it. You know, I got what I'm doing. You ever see that drive? Like, they, and they're talking to you. And they're like, oh, man, what have I been doing? Then when they get around the family, they're looking at you like, that's not what I told you I was going to do. Yeah. What, 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 what you talking about, David? No, no, no. See, you trying to trying to get me to be like you because you, you think you're more righteous than everybody else. And you're looking like, well, hold on a second. We just had this conversation. You broke free. Now you're tripping on me like I was tripping on you. Well, what's going on? And they go right back into the bondage. So you get the heat from the people that you're trying to set them free from, and you get heat from them too. But you got to endure that stuff, man. You got to endure because people are bound. So they've been tortured so long, they're numb to the pain and bondage. That's why this is God's freedom house. 
But people come to God's freedom house in, a rela- in relationship bubbles or their own protective custody. They don't come in his house totally open to get free. They come, they, they, they come with these, these, these things between, like you can't access. It ain't, it ain't no access. It's like, uh, like, like how do you, oh, how do you sit in a position to assess who can free you when you're bound? You ain't the best person to assess it. Now, I don't trust them because of this, that, and the other. Hey, flip some of your, your mistrust on yourself. Listen, listen to what I just said. Flip some of that, because you know how we wrote, we wrote oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't know about them. I don't, I don't trust them. Hey, take that same attitude. Good, it's a good attitude. Flip it. Don't trust you anymore. You, you, you're not trusting the wrong person. You're trusting people that are free. Not, you don't trust the people that are free. You're, you're trusting the person that's bound to assess how to get free. You can't trust you at all. I don't believe that. You ain't the person that can assess that. Right? Listen, that's my life. I don't trust Keith. That's why I'm all in God. I don't walk around trusting me. I don't put myself in no crazy situations. Right? Because I'm not going to trust this guy that's been bound. I'm going to trust the person that's free. I'm going to trust Pastor Melanie. She's free. If I, I look, I see she, you free. Pastor Mel's free, super free. She's super free, super. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but she's free. So free, like boldness. And, like, you could put her in any situation. She just walk right in. Like, because like, she's free. She's not restricted by what people think. She's not restrict, restricted by people's assessment of her. If it's cool, whether it has flavor, whether it seems all intellectual to you, she ain't restricted by all that. She's free. So guess what? I want to spend some time around the person that's free. How do you get free? Why are you so free? What made you free? Do you got a free drink? Is there a free diet? Right? Do you got free vitamins? What is making you free? Oh, you do got free vitamins. You eat some free vitamins all the time. Recommended daily allowance. Oh, my God. <laughs> you sound like Trina. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, guess what? I, I, I watched Trina. I watch you and we could be talking and she'd be like, listen, like, we need to get this, y'all. Right? So she don't care what you think about her in the word. I'm not, listen, I believe this thing. So she's like numb to anybody's assessment of where she's at with, with the word. We need to do the word, y'all. We need to do the word, y'all. What the Bible says. Well, hold on a second. Are we going to do that? Right? Free. But the bound person is questioning the free people. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. When I see somebody free and watching God breathe on their life, who am I that's bound to question that? But I'm sitting in a place of bondage going, well, I don't understand. Well, I don't trust that. No, 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 no. Flip it. Don't trust you. You the one that's bound. 
because of your choices. Right? I would take, listen, this makes absolutely no sense, but they free, I'm applying it. But you know what we do? Nah, I'm not applying this. I'm going to do what I want to do, but I'm the one that's constantly bound. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. All right. So, see, the challenge is to realize that mentally we've been held captives to ourselves. We've been held captive to ourselves. We're looking, look, look, dry. We're looking for the, the devil, the demons, Aunt Peaches. We're looking at all these different situations. It ain't them. Newsflash. It ain't them. It's us. We're bound to ourselves. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> Look, I don't understand. You ever have a conversation with somebody? They're talking about somebody else. And everything they're saying is them. And you're like, do they not see it's them? Right? Do you understand? Like, you, 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 well, I just don't understand why this is happening. Hey, we, maybe we should carry around mirrors. So, we don't, so they can't say you said anything to them, right? It's like, I don't know why this is happening. Every time they say, well, you know, I'm trying to figure out what caused this. Can you give me some answers to the problem? Now, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, somebody's going to convert that into, oh, woe is me. Woe is me is a problem. Playing a victim is a problem. People always picking on me is a problem. Because we do things and then we say, don't talk to me about what I'm doing. Who does that? You're on a team. You never come to practice. You never study the plays. But the coach is tripping because you ain't playing. You join the choir. There's a script to sing. You, you know what? Listen, I'm going to tell you, I, I really do want to sing. Seriously. Like, transparently. I know it's out there on video, so somebody's going to like, it's recorded, right? I, I got it, I got it. It's recorded. You can record me. I don't care. You know why I'm not, I'm not, I'm not singing because I know I have to prepare. I got to do all the exercise. Listen, I live with the lady. Y'all visit her. I live with her. Matter, matter of fact, if we be singing along in the car, she'd be like, babe. I told you, all you got to do is this. Let me work with you. I have not committed to preparing myself to sing. I See, I'm not in denial. And I don't, they want me to play golf. You know why I'm playing golf? Because I don't have no time to be out there hitting links. I'm not going to be playing around with golf, Gerard. Why, Why show up to play golf just to be hitting the ball? No, I'm trying to win. Like, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, Isaac came to play ball with me one time. I said, we was walking into the gym, walking to the Y. He's right here. I said, so Isaac, are you here for exercise or are you here to play basketball? And he, you know how Isaac is. He, he looked at me like, what you trying to say, face? But I didn't really care about that because I'm on a regiment. He says, so why are you trying to say that? I said, listen, because if you're here for exercise, I'm not picking you on my team because you can get exercise on a bike. When you come on a basketball court, the focus is winning. 
I get my exercise by winning eight, nine games in a row because I'm still playing. I don't get my exercise by losing, sitting down watching. <laughs> no, seriously, one guy was like, I'm just out here for the exercise. I was like, well, dude, you should just go. There's plenty of equipment over there. <laughs> See, y'all, 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 y'all think that's, oh, there you go. That's that no, no. I, I, I don't play around with stuff. So I'm not golfing until I can. Now, now once I start, I'm going to embrace the humility of people embarrassing me. But I know that's the part of the process to get good. So I'm, I, the more, more, more times I get my butt kicked, the more I'm going to keep working on my, on my golf game. That's how I started back playing basketball again. Came back out after injury. They started knocking me around, embarrassing me. I just said, enjoy yourself now. Worked on my game until I got back to a point like, so what's the problem is? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, so stop with the excuses. You ain't putting in the work. You ain't going to get the results. Did I say any names? Anybody hear me say a name? But if you ain't doing the work, don't look for the results. Stop making excuses. Hey, but you know what? If you want to know why you ain't getting the results, <laughs> look, that's our code now, right? That's our code now. We, we're having conversations to be like, <laughs> Pastor Mel got a little mirrors. Right? Our second Timothy, uh, we're in 2 Timothy 2, right? We, we hit verse 10. Let's drop down to verse 24. Well, let's start with 22. We're going to highlight 24 and 25, well, 24, 25, and 26, but let's start at 22. It says, flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, that's love, peace, with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart, right? It says, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing they do gender stripes, stripes, right? You see that? Verse 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, right? In meekness, persuading in return for attack, instructing those, look, that oppose themselves, if God, peradventure means perhaps, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So people are opposing themselves, and the goal is to for us to be in a position where we can deliver them by being patient, act, like know what we're talking about, not guessing, right? Now look here, verse 26. Look, that and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Now the first part is that we're opposing ourselves, right? See what the problem is. Look, look at James 1, James 1, chapter and verse. Don't take my word for it. It's in the book. It's in the book. James chapter 1, we'll start, we'll lock in here. We'll start at verse 19. It says, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. I'm in situations where people talking more than me. But they're asking for my help. Why, why are you talking? All, your, all the time you're talking is less time you're getting information for help. You already know what you know. That's how you got in the situation. Based on what you know, right? It says, for the wrath of man worketh not 
the righteousness of God, right? It says, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. It says, but be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. Look, deceiving your own selves. Who deceived you? Your own selves, right? See, some have been bound for so long that freedom has become a fantasy or a fairy tale. I was sharing this with my wife. Uh, it's a movie called Instinct. And it's a movie with Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins and Cuba Gooding Jr. But uh, in the movie, uh, uh, they take Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. was a uh, therapist. No, let me get it right. Yeah, he was a therapist. He was a therapist. So Anthony Hopkins, some, somehow, maybe he had a plane crash or something, I forgot, but he ended up in the wild. So they forgot about him. So he ended up uh, adapting and ended up in relationships in the wild. So he's ended up in relationships in the wild. So now he has, um, he has uh, relationships with the gorillas, right? And so they eventually capture him the man, but they capture the gorillas. And so they sent him a therapist. So, you know, he, uh, that's Cuba Gooding Jr. He's talking to him, talking to him. And then finally, uh, he tells him to, you know, he wants to see one of the gorillas he was cool with. So he goes to where the cage is. He opens the cage. Cuba Gooding Jr. goes, whoa, 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 what are you doing? He says, don't worry about it. He said, he ain't coming out. And when he walked in, he's he looking at him like, what are you doing walking in there with a gorilla? He said, Listen, when they first grabbed, captured him, he still saw himself swinging from the trees. He still saw himself as the, the mighty gorilla. He says, but the more he stayed in his cage, that picture got more and more distant. So, so he said it got more and more distant to a point where now the reality of his freedom of running through the wild is a fantasy. It's not even real no more. Like, like it's, at one time, he saw it like it was, it could happen tomorrow. If I get out of here, I'm going to be back in the jungle. Now, the jungle, it seems like it never really existed. Right? And that's what happens. Like, we, we've been bound for so long that freedom has become a fantasy or a fairy tale. See, the adversary works to accept, uh, intercept our ability to hear God, which affects our ability to express our authority over him. See, if we can't hear God, then we don't receive that word. We don't walk in the authority that we were designed, the supernatural liberty that we were designed to walk in. Right? He, inter he intercepts what gives us faith to break out. Why? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by understanding and understanding by the word of God. Faith comes by revelation and revelation from the word of God. Faith comes by illumination, illumination of the word of God. Faith, faith comes by inspiration, inspiration of the word of God. So once you get the revelation through the vehicle of inspiration, it facilitates illumination, you see the reality of freedom. Satan tries to intercept that. That's what Mark chapter 4 talks about. Tries to get you offended, tries to get you in the flesh, tries to get the cares of the world, the seafulness, riches, lust of other things, enter in and choke the word. So you don't see yourself free. And see, but you, you get so blind, you think, I got up for Bible study fellowship. That, listen, it's applying the word and it's living in the word, it's meditating on the word. That's just the start of the day. And, 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 and I did the thing with the, uh, 
with the, with the, with the bottle. Is there a bottle of water in there? Yeah, you just give it to me full. You give me that other one. Yeah, that'll work. All right, so, so you, you know, when we start this process out, you're, you're, you empty yourself, right? When you, you come to Christ, you're, you're empty of the, the, the old, you, you empty of all the craziness. You had a bunch of corruption in your cup. You emptied it. So you decide now, I'm going to get some word, right? But you put this much word in. But, you know, I do this with an ink pen cap at the bottom, but the ink pen cap re- represents the bondage you're trying to get out. If you fill this half up, the ink pen cap ain't going nowhere. Well, it's going somewhere to be right here. To get it out, you have to fill yourself up with overflowing. Everybody in here has a different capacity of how much word they need, depending on how much they need, what they have to get out of them. Some people have something, uh, what is it, colonics that we did? So we did the colonic, and the first time I went, it was work. I'm not trying to be gross, but it was work. The reason why is because there was was things that's, that's been embedded for a long time. So the lady had to use, uh, you know, the massage gun. She had to use the massage gun on my stomach and all types of stuff to break up things that have been solid in there for a while. The water wasn't doing it. So, so, so water was getting in, but the things that were supposed to get flushed out wasn't coming out. So it, we, it, there needed to be some extra to break up some stuff so it could be loosed and released. So we're trying, to, we're trying to do what somebody else is doing, but we're not in their position. There's people that go in there for colonics, stuff comes right out. We all get the same water, but we all don't have the same things piled up. Some of us need a whole lot more, and we keep needing it. Over and over and over. But we don't realize that. So that's why people walk around with cancer. You know, because they, they allow stuff to stay in them. It builds up. It creates toxins. Toxins going somewhere. And, and the toxins produce cancer. Or all other types of stuff on our bodies. But the whole time we go, I don't understand why this. I haven't licked this. Have you changed your diet? I don't understand what the problem is. Right? See, 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 these, what happens is we're, we're bound by these strongholds. So strongholds are thoughts that hold you captive to behavior contrary to God's purpose in you. Strongholds are thoughts that hold you captive to behavior that's contrary to God's purpose in you. Some of it is arrogancy. You know, some of us are the most arrogant people in the world. Some of it is conceit, stubbornness. Like we have a default because you told me I'm not doing it. Fine, don't do it, but don't complain. James told me something. My reflex, I ain't doing it. But why'd you tell me? You told me to help me to get free. But I'm going to reflex because you told me, and I don't like your, you too detailed, and everything seems like it's going perfect for you. You got the happy wife. You got the, the, the grandbabies in the family. And, you know, you're organized. And every time you turn around, you got some way we need to do stuff. And, you know, I, see, now I said all that. People actually think, think like that. As, the, as opposed to, 
I need what you got. This going to hurt, but whatever you share for me to do, I'm just going to do it. Because I want to at least do what you're doing. Somebody has to be a right-hand person at the church. I never, listen, I never ask her. I never go, man, you lost your mind. I gave the person what it needed to be a right-hand person. Then they start getting offended. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You're trying to be a right-hand person, right? You want to do the, at the minimum, the fundamental things I'm doing. And I said, not only that, you can't deal with somebody telling you the truth. Oh, you ain't definitely ain't ready for this level because people ain't going to just tell you the truth. They're going to tell you lies. They're going to lie on you. They're going to talk about you. You can't retaliate, but you want to be the right-hand person. But you don't want to take what it, what it means to be the right-hand person. You want to just be casual and be the right Man, please, stop. Stop. Get out of my face. I just said that. I, I said that because I knew that would be effective. <laughs> Right. He just, did he just say, get out of my face? Pastor. <laughs> right? N- nobody necessarily is trying to be the right-hand man, so I can't be talking to y'all. Right? And if you're watching this, it's okay. All right? So, so this is the thing. What happens is the adversary tries to get us to oppose ourselves by desensitizing us to even the effect of our behavior. So, so the scripture says, uh, you can write it down. We're not going to go through it. Romans 1, 14 through 24 it said they didn't retain God in their knowledge. They turned the truth of God into a lie, right? Then they started doing things that were unseemly, men with men and women with women, right? So the ultimate person that's free is God, right? God ain't bound by nothing. God has given us what to do to live free in this life, in his word. People didn't retain God's knowledge, God's truth, they twisted and turned into a lie. So then they started doing things that was outside of his design. Under the guise, under the guise of, I was born this way, I feel this way, I don't think nothing's wrong with that. Pick all, all the excuses, right? Uh, well, 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 looking for examples in the Bible to justify negative behavior. Do you understand, do you understand that, that Everything in the Bible is fact, but everything, everything in the Bible is not truth. From this standpoint, there's people in the Bible that are not operating in truth, but what they did is a fact. But that don't mean what they're doing is the truth and how you should operate. Because the Bible doesn't just have what to do, it also has in it what not to do. But some people will, will take what not to do and say it's in the Bible, so it should be okay for me to do it. People die in the Bible, core in them, right? They die in the Bible. We going to do that? They came against the man of God, died. We doing that? The ground opened up, took the whole family. We doing that? It's a fact. It's in the Bible. But that's not a truth you should operate in. You, do you understand what I'm saying? All right, all right, so. Y- y'all with me? So, so the, the adversary's job is to desensitize us. Make us think what's killing us, what's destroying us, what's binding us, it's okay, right? So, so he makes us think we're safe when we're not. He makes us think we're safe when we're not, right? See, it's our purpose. So, so, so now what God has done for us when, when he says uh, to set the, the captives free and then we're taking on Christ, right? 
right? Let this mind be in use also in Christ Jesus, right? Right? That we're supposed to be following Christ. Paul says, you follow me as I follow Christ. Well, we're supposed to be taking on the impossible mission because it seems impossible to free people. Sometimes you just go, they ain't going to never change. What's that? Supposed to told you, said that about you. And I, and I guarantee you some people thought that about a lot of us. I know they thought that about Keith Bradley. Man, please, don't even bother with that fool. He ain't going to never change. Surprise. <laughs> right? So, so we all can change. The most un... See, see, let's, let's look here. Matthew. Matthew. Because we, we're sent on this mission, and now the great commission... That means we're in communion with God's mission, <laughs> right? The great co-com mission. Uh, Matthew, what, 28? Verse 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations or all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father uh, and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Why didn't he just say baptizing them in the name of God? I just threw that in there because he was talking about Trinity the other day. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's Jesus talking, right? In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Now, when we, so, so we, you're sent out into the world to people that sometimes are comfortable in the world. Everybody's not. Like, you ever heard this line, well, suppose I like it. Well, do you understand people like sugar and it's been, it's been destroying people for the longest? Do you understand there's people that like drinking and it's been eating their liver up and they don't realize the, the detriment until they lose their liver or their life? A lot of the things that people at the end of their life, oh, I just don't understand why I'm going through this. Oh, no, no, this ain't the time when you should have thought about it. You, 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 you should have thought about it on the front end when you was like, you got to die from something. Okay, well, you're dying from that something now. You should be happy. You've, you've rolled up into the category that you've been saying for years. But the, you don't hear people saying that. Well, I said for years you got to die for something. This is the something I'm dying for. Don't worry about me, baby. I made some, I didn't care how, what was going to happen at the time. This is what I should be dealing with. You don't hear that. You hear the anguish. You hear the frustration because people don't realize there's a back end to that front end. There's an effect to that cause. I'll just let that soak in for a minute, right? So when you go out there and you're trying to help people, they're going to be somewhat resistant. I don't think it's wrong with that. I don't think it's wrong. Oh, so you holier than thou, Right? You're going to hear all these things, but that's why it's an a, a, a possible mission, a mission seemingly impossible. But the Scripture says with man it is impossible, not with God. With God, all things are possible. You know, Mark chapter 10, verse 27, right? And so remember we talked about uh, Sunday, I believe we was talking about the, the Scripture in first. No, 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 we didn't talk about this Sunday. Let's go to 1 Peter 2. We talked about another Peter on Sunday. 
another scripture in Peter, not another Peter. First <laughs> uh, Peter 2, and this is verse 9. First Peter 2, 9 through 11. It says, but you are a chosen, chosen race. I think this is Amplified, I'm not sure. A royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections, this is classic Amplified, of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It says, once you were not a people at all, <laughs> it says, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as, as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from sensual urges, those dishonorable desires that wage war against your soul. So it says, I'm chosen. I don't roll like I, a, a person that's unchosen. So it's not about what I like. It's doing what's best. Do you understand when somebody, when somebody enlists you to be a part of what they do? Matter of fact, I, I don't know if I ever told y'all this, but I never wanted to shave. But I never wanted to shave because, uh, you know, God gifted me with pretty decent skin. I picked that up when I was young. And I saw how people were shaving you know, you remember back in the day, razor bumps and all types of stuff, and they had this dark shadow. And I'm like, no, I'm not touching my face. And even though people would call me like, because I looked like a little kid. I was a little guy, but I literally looked like a little, even when I was older, I looked like a little kid. So a lot of people, when they look like that, they're trying to get, like my friends would try to shave. They want a hair on their face so they would look older. Well, I didn't want to look older. Now, you can call me uh, little boy. Uh, what did you call me whatever you want? I'm good. The reason why I started shaving, I took a job. And the job, you were required to shave. Because I, uh, I started growing, uh, yeah, no, that's not what they call it. A little peach fuzz. That's a, you know, so my brother was like, you going to cut that? Because, you know, once it starts growing, you, it's, it's, it, look, it looks it doesn't look excellent. So he's like, you going to cut that? I was like, nope. I was 20-something years old. My brother said, so, so, man, you should just cut that. I said, I'm not cutting it, man. I said, you, you go ahead with your bad stuff. I'm not, I'm not putting a razor to my face. Ever. Took a job. Guess what? I had to shave. It wasn't about what I liked. It wasn't about my preference. It was a requirement of the job. You had to shave. So guess what? I shaved. Because I had to. Might have been when I took the job as a house inspector. I forgot which one. It's probably the only job I had where I needed to shave. So, so by then, I'm, I'm, I'm late 20s. I wasn't trying to shave at all. If you go back and look at some older pictures, you see there ain't nothing on my face. Maybe you might, you might be able to see what's on my chin. Right? So it's not about what we like all the time. Once we sign on, especially the kingdom, our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. But we keep running around. We want to claim Christ and then do what we want to do. It doesn't make sense. I'm, you going to save me? What? Wait, wait, wait. What I got to do? Except Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Wait, wait. You mean I, I, I get to go to heaven? 
I'm going to sign on to this life I've been hearing about. I just got to give myself as a living sacrifice? What? And I'm in. I'm, don't play with me now. Don't play with me now because if I do this, you know, because I, I think I'm having fun even though I'm depressed every day. But I can do this. You do it. And then now when, when, when you have to meet the requirements, you're tripping. So I want, I want the life. I want the salvation. I want the heaven life. But I want my to bring the old life in too. Oxymoron. See, you, you have to ask yourself this. Like, who enlists enemy soldiers against themselves? Like, like who would hire or grab a soldier that was going to be against them? Who would do that? Well, guess what? These dishonorable desires are against us. Why are we doing them? We're, we're, we're actually taking on things. That's against us. It doesn't even make sense. See, it's time for true freedom, not a comfortable prison. It's time for true freedom, not a comfortable prison. Right? Like, we want true salvation, not a hostage salvation. You know? <laughs> and, and, and what that hostage salvation is, it's hard to free captives when they've been flipped by their captors. It's hard to free them. So we, when we've been flipped, that's what they call counterintelligence. You know, when we've been flipped by the enemy, the adversary, and the culture, by the winds of doctrine or the fables, you know, we, it was hard for people to, to set us free. We, like, we set up the landmines. You know, so, so the enemy sets up landmines, so as you're trying to infiltrate their camp, they're hoping you step on the landmines and you blow up. But we setting out the landmines. Somebody's trying to come to set us free. We got the landmines out. We, we create arguments unnecessarily. We get defensive. We get offended. All these are landmines we set up. Like we create diversions. Like we'll shift a conversation to something that has nothing to do with the truth we were supposed to hear to free us. Right? Landmines. We'll play the victim. That, that's another diversion. See, see everybody, everybody trying to put me down. Okay, first of all, you said something. You said everybody. So that means it ain't personal. Instead of saying everybody trying to put you down, I think you might want to ask, how come everybody's seeing the same thing? See, we create a lineup of people telling us the same thing because David told me the truth. God sent one person, David. All I had to do was deal with David. Hear David's truth. But what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to reject David. And I'm going to create all these diversions. So now I'm going to walk around with the guilt because David was telling me the truth and I do know it. So now I'm going to go to Pastor Mel. So now I'm going to go to Pastor Mel and I'm going to do the same thing. But then now she's getting on my nerves. Then I'm going to go to Trina. Then I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to go over here. Now I have all these people that I'm saying has put me down. What's the common denominator? See, that's the common denominator. Listen, I'm not telling you as a pastor, I had to realize this. 
Everybody was selling Keith stuff. What was the common denominator? Keith. At first it was like, these people tripping. Everybody tripping? <laughs> the only person not tripping is me. But day free, I'm bound. I said, hold on a second. We're going to change this thing up. I'm going to just have to just embrace the truth. I'm going to just eat it. I'm going to just be uncomfortable. Because it seemed like I'm still in the same place. But they're tripping. <laughs> I'm still in the same place, but they're tripping. So I had to just start embracing them. I just start eating it. Eat it. I just start eating it. Just eating everything. All right, go ahead. Bring it. Bring it. Uh, grip my teeth and take it. Right? Just embrace the brokenness. Like, because a lot of times we, 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 we're just operating off brainwashing. We jump into conclusions that are not even in reality. But if we jump to the conclusion that, that justifies our position, we get to stay in the bondage that we're asking people to get us out of. That does not make sense. Does that? Am I tripping? So I jump to a conclusion that justifies the position I'm in that I'm trying to get out of. Why would I want to justify where I don't want to be? It doesn't, that, that does not make sense. I'm fighting to stay where I want to leave. Because if you're fighting to stay there, why are you depressed? Why are you depressed if you fought to stay somewhere? If you don't, if I can see you, you embracing the truth and breaking out, but you fought to stay there. You should be happy. You dismissed the truth. Covertly, you're still hiding, living a lie. You're living a double life, sometimes a triple life. You're, you're double, triple, quadruple spy. Yeah, yeah, I know we have people like that, especially people at church. You know, they live different lives and think they don't know right now. Right? So you live, you, you live all these lives, but then you go, I don't understand what has happened. You're living a lie. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What do you think a quadruple-minded person is? They're they all over the place. Okay, so I don't know why I'm all hyped. I apologize. I, I, I have no idea. Seriously, I didn't plan none of this. You know, I have no idea. I didn't plan nothing. I, you know, I didn't even know my tablets worked. You know, that's why we got a court here. Like the whole, my, couldn't even find the tablet. It was in her purse. <laughs> I was looking for the tablet. So my timing was off today. I wasn't, I wasn't on my, my, I was trying to get here a certain time. Everything was going a different way. So I, you know, I just kind of like, all right, Holy Spirit, you just do what you want to do. That, that's really how I showed up. It was like, you just do what you want to do because obviously this is not going to be how I like. You know, you have game prep, Gerard. You have, you have certain ways you before the game. I have a certain thing I do on Wednesday. Well, it didn't go that way. It went God's way, though. Right? So, 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 come on, y'all. Like, like, do you want to be free? For real. Like, that's my thing. My thing is, Okay. I'm going to apologize, but not apologize, okay? I'm going to apologize because I set you up. I'm not apologizing because you needed to be set up. So, I don't be 
like aggressively coming at nobody any type of way. Oh, let me give you this angle. Okay, let me get, same thing the scripture talks about, be patient. So patient, okay, I know, I know you see it that way. How about this? Okay, well, how about this? Okay, well, how about this? Okay, you just snapped on me. You realize that's irreverent, but that's okay. How about this? All right, well, you know, you just talked about me to like seven people and you was wrong, but that's okay. How about this, right? You know, you just got offended. Didn't tell me you got offended. Was walking in offense, telling other people you were offended. Then you came back and realized you didn't see it the right way, but you didn't go back and tell those other people. But that's okay. How about this? Man, so we done done all that. God has a timing for what he's trying to get done in the kingdom, and now's the time. So either you're coming or you're not. That's what the... See, you want us... To sit, you want, listen, we're going to be at the, we're going to be at the airport at a particular time. The plane is leaving at a certain time. We ain't waiting. You going to show up like you, like you fashionably show up and like, well, I'm on the way because y'all went, no, no, no. The plane's taking off. You figure out another way to get there, but you ain't flying on this plane. Right? Because we've waited for you thousands of times. We've risked timing. We've risked a lot of things thousands of times. But now it's God's time, right? So the plane is taking off on God's timing. You can come or not. You can keep doing what you're doing behind the scenes. I hope it's fulfilling you. You can compromise. I hope you're loving it. Because that's what you're going to have to drink and eat while we're in paradise. While we're in the promised land, I hope that meal going to do you fine. I hope those resources going to do you. We're hanging out with people sucking our resources dry. That makes no sense either. So there's a sense of urgency. I hope you see it. Because God ain't playing with none of us. All right, that's all we have for today. Any thoughts?